Hello, and thank you for joining us for session number eight of Stone Top and Actual Play on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. To catch up on past episodes, visit happyjacks.org slash stonetop. And to find all of the shows on the Happy Jacks Network, visit happyjacks.org slash shows. We are riding a little bit light tonight. We had some folks uh, have to sit tonight out, but fortunately, uh, we've got two characters here who have a lot to talk about. So we're going to play that out and have a little bit shorter session. And we're glad to have you all here. I'm Emily Vanderwerf. I am the uh, GM for this here game, uh, and I'm joined by uh, Nick. Introduce thyself. Hello, everyone. I am Nick. Uh, I am playing uh, Braun Gobetween in this game, who is a fine, upstanding citizen uh, who has never done anything wrong in his life, and that is why you should love him. And we all do. We all do. Uh, White. Never done any. Okay. <laughs> I feel like if you've been watching, you will know all the things that Bron has done or not done. Yes. Uh, hi, everybody. I am Blythe. I am playing Tiern, the uh, school teacher who is very exasperated by everything that's going on. And um, Bron definitely did something very wrong, and she's very <laughs> not happy about it. But she also kind of has messed up, so. We can't judge too harshly. Uh, does anyone want to do a recap of the last session um, for advantage rolls? The thing is, I keep giving people these free advantage rolls. I'm not keeping track of how many there are. So it's eventually just going to be like, you know, book at pizza day or something. They're like, <laughs> look at this. I read all these, got all these advantage rolls. And I'm like, you're right, you do. Just use them all the time. But anyway, does anyone want to do a recap? Uh, I, I'm not going to because I think that I might be having sound problems on the site. I don't think that the site is getting sound. So I'm going to try and troubleshoot that. So uh, take it away. Um, Do you remember what happened? I have notes. Oh, good. Uh, And I wrote in all caps, zombies. (laughs) 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 So great note taking. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So last week or last session, we um we were in uh wow why Marsh Edge Marsh Edge we were, yep we were in Marsh Edge and we had just arrived and somehow the party Tiran went off to the library she was doing some research she was having and trying to have a nice relaxing day in her in her former hometown and somehow um Braun and uh, Carlo both got kicked out or were basically given you have like 18 hours to leave this place um get get the heck out of dodge and then raj tiran's little brother was like i also want to get the heck out of dodge because i hate it here which is kind of what tiran did so he's following in his big sister's footsteps and joined up with them for information on what was going on with the festival of lights which is a festival that happens in marsh edge every year, but every seven years there's a sacrifice. Correct? Seven? Correct. That's correct. They send a little girl, usually from one of the royal families, out into the swamp area to appease something. And basically, the hope is that with the sacrifice, prosperity and good things will come to the town. Or at the very least, not bad things will happen. Um... 
There was one instance where a little girl came back and brought zombies with her, which was a nice addition by me. Yeah, thank you for that. I, I'm just eternally grateful to have gotten that from you. Thank you. Um, which happened to be the little sister, I believe that happened to be the little sister of Carlo's lover, Dorothea Frogley. So. Yeah. She, she, yeah, she was the last one to get sent out, I believe. But yes, um, so, someone else came back hundreds of years ago. Oh yeah, hundreds of years ago. ago. So the last one to get sacrificed was uh, Dorothea's little sister. Um... That got Ilsa very upset, and Ilsa was like, we can't let a little girl get sacrificed. So she tried to stop it with her dad and got arrested. Mm-hmm. All while Tiern is at the library, Tiern finishes up, she comes back to the bar and finds that all of her friends are in trouble and shenanigans have ensued. So Tyrion is like, let me talk to my buddy, the sheriff, and see if I can get Ilsa out of jail, because we're really good friends. But we might need to get some good liquor. And so Ron decides to go talk to the bartender and ask for good mead. I got good mead. The bartender asks Ron to kill Brennan. No, he did not. No, sheriff. he did not. He just asked for something to be poured into his glass. <laughs> He, asked, he, didn't, yes, he did not he asked ask for a, for a murder. Liquid. He asked for a mysterious liquid. I to don't, don't know what it was supposed to do, and I didn't ask. <laughs> I'm an innocent party here. <laughs> um, Bron takes the thing and agrees to this to get the mead. Tyrion is furious about this, but goes with the mead anyways, talks to Brennan, they have a drink. Brennan has to leave because Ilsa's escaped. It's it's a mess. This whole thing is a mess. Uh, while Tyrion is there, or Tyrion goes to help something. I don't know. I don't remember what she goes to do. But then Bronn sneaks in, poisons a glass. Another guy drinks it and is poisoned. Tyrion comes back. Bronn slips away. <laughs> Tyrion helps the guy. Brennan accuses her of trying to poison him. He says, she says it's not the case, it was the bartender, and that he was asking about this weird shit. She does not implicate Bronn because she's a good friend. And so he goes off, and while all that's happening, Ilsa goes to free the little girl in the swamp, and uh, bad things start happening because zombies start attacking, and Bronn and Carlo go over to deal with that, and then... Uh, Brennan basically says, you should never have come back to town, Tyrion, and Tyrion is really sad, and then Tyrion goes and can't save everybody, so she uses a wish from a fairy king and makes a deal with him to save at least 12 people, like, actually protect them, and she agrees to marry him. And then, um, yeah, uh, the town, like, a few hundred people lived, but not everybody, but we have set up a little help camp and the scholar we came here for came by and we got him to agree to come back to Stone Top with us. Um, and he wants uh, Tyrion's whistle for the Fairy King and Tyrion's not going to give it up because Tyrion is apparently far too loyal, even to Bronn, who tried to kill her friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't uh, think I don't think you should have saved Bronn. <laughs> I think he should have. I think you should should have told him, "Ah, take your luck with the zombies in town." <laughs> and if he gets oh out, God. he gets out. 
We got told to find the real Anuk because apparently the Anuk we have might not be the real Anuk. I you know I remember. I remember that you had completely politically destabilized a, near, a nearby town over the course of like twenty four hours. Uh, but just hearing you summarize it is just like, <laughs> wonderful. Well, but so 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 here's the thing. What's happened is we destabilized the town, but that is good for Stone Top because now Stone Top can fill the vacuum that is going to be left by Marsh Edge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so when you think about it, know, it was actually a good thing. It is. It is a good. It's a good thing. Um, so we we've skipped ahead to um, autumn. Time has passed since our last session, which was in the summer. Harvest is just wrapping up. It's, um, you know, everyone's sort of getting ready for the cold of winter. And um, we're going to think of this as a little, um, I guess you'd say interregnum vignette, just a little story uh, before we get into the meat of what's happening this autumn in Stone Top. So um, I want to start with Tiern. Tiern, how have you been coping with having your entire family living here in town with you? I, Tyrion is avoiding them as much as possible. She's seeing her siblings because she does love them. But she is, she's been avoiding her parents as much as she can and avoiding as much interaction as she can with them because otherwise she will go crazy. And she probably has, has like set them up at the inn because that's like the only place they have until like we can build and expand the town a little bit to accommodate all of the and uh Ilsa had promised um Raj a job at the inn so presumably yeah. he's there sweeping things up yes um yes. we don't know a lot about your parents tell us we didn't actually meet them last time we just met your siblings so tell, tell us about them no um they were very traditional people they were very much expecting Aaron as their eldest daughter to get married run their little like business uh, I I kind of think they were just like farmer types mm-hmm. they grew what you could in a swamp so probably oranges yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they expected her to get married off to somebody ideally someone better off than they are and have her kind of take over the family's finances and have kids and do all things and she did not want to do any of that and her dad was like adamant her dad was like getting ready to find her suitors and didn't really respect her kind of quirkiness or her need for like desire for education um he was very very stern like you will do this so she ran away instead and decided to go to university and just live on her own um and abandoned her parents her mom didn't necessarily agree with the harshness of the dad but she definitely did agree with the dad's plans as she went along with everything so it was pretty much like she didn't really have like an ally other than her older brother but he was already dead so it's kind of like well i don't have him i don't have my parents i can't lean on my parents I'm sure they were pushing for her to marry Ren because he was set to be the sheriff and all these things. And she was like, we're just friends. Or someone else. They were trying to just push for her to marry someone who was like slightly higher up and she could kind of have a family that would be safe and comfortable. I'm going to ask both of you this. We found out that Brennan 
and his uh, his wife. His wife was one of the people he saved, but Brennan also escaped. He was missing, I think, an arm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think did he bring away. them back to Stone Top? Yeah. I thought it was a Oh, was like, okay, yeah, that's something. Right. Um, did you invite? Did you bring them back to Stone Top, or do you think they decided to set off on their own? I offered Tierna the opportunity to take them back because of how they were expecting their child, and probably something steady and safe. Mm-hmm. So she was expecting to come back to Stone Top. Um, and get back on her feet. Speaking of as a character, though, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, uh, you two can kind of be the arbiters here. I'm not sure that Brandon would want to come back. Especially if he blames Tiern or blames Bronn or, you know, or maybe he wants to come back because he wants to kill Bronn or something. Or, or, although I don't know that he knows that I'm involved, but like I can't, I sort of, like, he seemed like the type of character that would not want to have a handout and would be pretty angry about the situation. And maybe not blaming you or blaming us, but everything happened when we showed up. And maybe he doesn't want to come back to Snowtop for that reason, but that's just a possibility. Tyrion would just offer to like at least be like, hey, until she has the baby. Like, you can leave whenever. I just, if you want a safe place to have your kid, so you don't have to deal with that. Um, I... I just rolled for them and got a seven, which I am interpreting as they did move to Stone Top, but only until the baby is born, and then they're going to maybe find somewhere else. Um, this is just a good "let's have our kid somewhere" option. Um, which is how Tier would propose it. She wouldn't yeah. be like, "I don't expect you to stay, but yeah. if you need safety." So, but yeah, so seven implies that at least one of them is not very happy about it, and probably it's Brent. Okay. So um, I want to. Because Bronn, I think, does does feel somewhat uh, responsible for what happened, uh, and this individual. And uh, one of the things that I have on a character basis is um, hidden stashes of silver coins. Uh, and mm-hmm. I want to spend one of those and have it sort of come into their possession that they without without it like coming from me or anything like that, but. You know, through happenstance, let them let them discover it, or let it sort of land in their lap, um, something like that. And I'll mark that off on my sheet that I am going to spend one of those. Okay. Sure. But I think that's how, um, that's that's what he would yeah. do. How would you um, uh, how would you go about making that happen without it being tied to you? Um. The first idea I had was that there was some sort of a, a raffle or a lottery, but I was also thinking if maybe um, he writes a letter from like a uh, solicitor saying that a, a you know a distant family member passed away, mm-hmm. and that and that he was included in the will and this is what and this is what was uh, set up to be um, and then signed with an illegible signature <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, 
Mayor Heron, um, this is a rather large influx of new citizens, um, the entirety of the Tiern family, plus the Brennans. Um, did we save anybody else? No. I think that was it. Um, oh, well, Erasmus, Erasmus is staying at the end. We sort of established yeah. that. We, we did, so. we saved 400 people, but I don't know how many of them wanted to go to Stone Top or that we offered or, you know, I, I um, feel like maybe some of them followed us just because, well, these people know what probably, they're doing. Yes. That actually makes sense to me. I was going to say Gordon's stealth is probably closer for them to get to, hmm. but since you're on your way back to Stone Top, I'm sure at least some of them followed. So Mayor Heron is very overwhelmed by this influx of people. Um, and she said it like she's had people building um, small sort of houses out by the mill, right on the edge of the Great Wood, um, which is maybe not the best place to be building a new housing development, but um, she just needs a place to have people go. Um, and uh, that's been going on since basically late summer, um, since she returned with... Uh, all this money and all these items that uh, you have um, brought back to Tim. Um, Tiern, I have one more question for you, which is, have you told your parents that you are betrothed? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I, I don't think I've told anyone that, really. Okay. okay. I didn't tell anyone what the nature of the deal was to, for me mm-hmm. to get people to safety. Yeah. Um, Erasmus seemed like he might have known something, but he didn't actually see. Yeah, he tried to. He's definitely inferring what happened, but Tiern has not actually said it to anyone. Okay. He's not. I mean, it's just kind of like they'll talk me out of it, probably, and I don't know if I can get out of it. <laughs> um, or might try and use it to, to set a trap. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, he did ask. He did ask her to try and trap him. And Tyrion is a loyal, terribly loyal human. So <laughs> no, no trapping him. So I have one other NPC thing, but of course I think we need to talk to Mac about that. Um, mm-hmm. If Raj doesn't work out at the inn, which mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me based on his character, I think that Bronn would take interest in sort of apprenticing him uh, where his kind of sharp wit and moral ambiguity uh, would be put to good use. <laughs> but, I mean, that's... I think that's... he can probably... For now, I feel like he can do both. Okay. That's kind of been, you know, when he's not working at the end, he's hanging out with you. Sharon, um, how do you feel about that? Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Tyrion is conflict. Really not thrilled right now. So. Tyrion, T- listen, listen. I I understand. I screwed up, but but Raj is very smart, and I know you know this. And so I don't think he wants to listen to you, and he's not going to learn much beyond mopping up a, a bar and cleaning up after the horses at the at the inn. But I'll, I'll teach him his numbers, and I'll teach him how to read, and see if maybe he wants to do something with that information, with that knowledge. I know, I know I'm you know persona non grata to you right now, and I I understand it, I get that, but and I promise I won't get him involved, I won't get him hurt, I won't get him involved in any schemes. But I see real potential for for him, and I'd like to to nurture that if 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 you'll let me. 
Ron's just like standing off to the side and like pointing and doing like a LeBron beam and like nodding. <laughs> all of this, all of this, you keep saying your persona non grata, you keep saying all these things. I had your back and you still haven't apologized to me for what you've done. You almost killed one of my good friends. <laughs> And you haven't apologized. I'm sorry. Me, the player, was almost was thinking like, what did Braun do? <laughs> I didn't destroy the town. Oh, right. Yeah, I almost, I tried to kill a guy. Um, and I took the blame for it. I didn't, I didn't know that he was a friend of yours or that he was a serious friend I of yours. I said that he I, I didn't know that he was a serious friend of yours, and I honestly thought that it was just going to knock him out. It was just, it was something to get what we needed, and it was the quickest way to do it. And. That's not an apology. <laughs> this isn't Bra laughing, this is me laughing, because I know that it's not an apology. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. I can't trust you with my younger brother. If you think that everything you're saying right now and the excuses you're making for your actions, yeah, you're not allowed near my little brother. How he can how, learn those things, Ilsa can teach him. I can teach him. I don't care. But I do not trust you to go anywhere near anyone else I care about. Thank you. How? How else would we have gotten the alcohol in order to get on Brennan's good side? What I was doing, I was doing. What I was doing was, I was doing what I what I was doing what I could for the for the good of of us and for the good of of Stone Top. You didn't have to actually use it. Well, if the town, if I known the town was going to burn down, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't have because that covered the traces wonderfully. But if it hadn't and I didn't go through with it, then my word would be invalid, which is the only thing that I have uh, as a traitor. And I also know that Bill, for all of his uh, idiotic decor in, in his inn, is a dangerous man, and he wouldn't have stood for it either. Yeah, that's why you get in good with the sheriff. He hated me. I was not going to get in good with him. No amount of alcohol was going to change that. Well, you didn't trust me, did you? You didn't trust me to handle it. You didn't trust me to talk to him. Things were fine until you tried to kill him. (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) I was just doing the... I was trying to do the best I could. I was trying to figure out a situation here and solve all of our problems because we were getting kicked out of town. And I know you weren't, but Carlo and I were both being about to be escorted or or seized yeah. in, in that place. And Ilsa yeah, had run off, so I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision. I had to, to take action in order to protect our interests. Yeah, and I was going to take care of it by housing you in my parents' house because they would have hidden you for me and helping get Ilsa and her father out of jail, which could have happened if you had trusted me. You would have been fine if you had just trusted me. Instead, you took matters into your own hands and then almost killed my friend. So I don't know if I can trust you with my little brother. 
at this moment, the uh, fairy king appears in the middle of Bronn's shop. Bronn, you cannot see him. Tyr, you can. Raj also cannot see him. He says, hello, my love. Can I... If I talk, am I going to look like a crazy person? Tyr kind of looks at him like... Yeah, oh, yes, yes. The other one cannot uh, hear or see me. You may wish to dismiss him, though I know... Listen, I'm shot. just trying to do what I... What I are, are you ignoring me? Ron, I need you to step outside of your own shop for a second. Is this... Is I need to... I need to cool down. I think it's best if you leave. And Raj, you should go back to working for Ilsa. You're supposed <sighs> to be there right now. Yeah, okay. Well, she's still not going to take, like, a dinner break, but you know what? Okay, yeah, I already ate my roll, so I'm going to go. She has good food there if you need more. Look, if fine. You're asking me to trust you, I'll trust you. And Bronn <laughs> stomps out like an angry baby. <laughs> she turns to the fairy king. Excellent work. I uh, have been thinking perhaps a date for our wedding might be the winter solstice. That would be that would be lovely, I think. I understand there is a man in town who wishes to study my kind. I understand he is here under your invitation. He asked for the whistle. I, I didn't obviously I didn't agree to it. I didn't ask for I didn't didn't give him anything. He just is here to study you and I said that he could study fairies while he's here while he's figuring out what's going on with the sheep but I haven't given him any leads I see, I see, I see are you sure the whistle you wear is the correct whistle? I hope so I sleep with it so unless he's broken into my house all I wish to say is that uh, someone tried to summon me with it today, and it was not you. I was lucky to escape in time. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do a lot of things at once. I've been, I keep it on my person at all times. I will I will go see if I can fix it. I, I, tr- I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want anyone else to get hurt right now. I, I do forgive you. It is, uh, you do not yet have this perception of uh, one of the fae. You will see. You will know everything you wish to know. I really, I really hope I can fix this. Uh, if it was the scholar... It's... I was not there long enough to see. But they seemed as surprised to see me as I was to see them. Do you... I have to ask. Um, the scholar said that a nook might not be herself. A girl? Yes, a girl. He thinks for a second. Let's see how much he trusts you. I would never. I would never. He had entered into an agreement to become my bride, and I, she did not follow through on her end, so I did not follow through on my end. She is, of course, the young girl that you have loved so long. There is no deception. There is no trickery. Okay. I just, I just needed to know. 
I care about her a lot and I want her to be safe. Just, you know, I'm just trying to keep everybody safe right now. I would not be surprised by Dolores, however. I was not. Those girls became separated in the woods, and I do not know what happened to Dolores. I had my eye on them the whole time. I do not know what happened to Dolores. I will check on Dolores then. Thank you. Have you noticed at all that um, perhaps her affections have shifted? Yeah, I thought she was just uh, trying too hard, but yeah, I did notice that. When one of us takes over for one of you, often little things are wrong around the edges. We don't always know the right way to behave. I very much appreciate that, and I will... I will try to get that whistle back. <laughs> of course, of course. Make sure no one else can use it to summon you, because last thing I want is the wrong person to do that. Thank you, my love. I will uh, plan our wedding. I look forward to the solstice with every fiber of my being. And he's gone. <clears throat> she just kind of goes, okay, well, now I have to look into Dolores. And then she opens the door and she's like, Ron, you can come back inside. Ron, were you eavesdropping at all? Um... As tempting as that was, no. I think that that I think that uh, Braun actually left. Braun took a walk. Uh, at least, at least a couple laps around the building, but probably into like the town square and check out everything. Um, and. I'm thinking that no, I, I won't do that yet. We'll we'll figure something out. But no, I, I don't think that he was eavesdropping on the conversation, but I don't think he was far. Okay. Great. Cool. So you're just right outside when uh, Tyrion calls. We're close enough. Yeah. You can hear her. Yes, is everything fine? Are you calm down? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you still can't go anywhere near my brother until you learn how to be a more trustworthy person. But, uh, yeah, I'm feeling a little better. Um, um go ahead. Just, uh, fair, fair enough. enough. Um, Ron, I, I actually, I've been asking this earlier, but is there someone from, um, uh, you, you sort of said a lot of but how have you gotten along with some of the other Marsh Edge people who've moved here? Um, I think for all his uh, bluster about you know, not getting involved in local politics and, you know, this is not any of my business, that all of this has kind of um, he, he does feel somewhat responsible for a lot of this, so I think that his relationship with other people from Marsh Edge has been uh, one of help and uh, sucker as much as possible, but not um, like, you, you know when someone does nice things out of guilt rather than out of a desire to do nice things? 
that's that's what it's been. So he doesn't really meet their eyes. He doesn't really want to accept any praise because he doesn't feel like he deserves it. But I think he tried to make the journey as comfortable for them as possible, and he has been. Um, I would say to, to tie this into Stone Top, I think that him coming back with uh, with double what they were expecting to get, even though he had to spend, I mean, he wasn't going to come back with four times or three times what they were expecting, but coming back with double, I think that he has uh, got good relations with Heron, and so he has been kind of uh, facilitating and smoothing through the project to get uh, them housed and, you know, to figure out how we can find them jobs and be productive and do all that sort of stuff. So I think that's been, like, a project that he's taken on. Great. Um, yeah, so, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, who was I going to say? Oh, Wynn. Your friend Wynn. Uh-huh. Um, they... Uh, they sort of hop in while y'all are talking because everyone's just visiting you. Uh, and they're like, you know, we just finished calculating harvest and it was like four times what we were expecting. And we were already expecting a good year. This is the greatest year in Stone Top Ledgers that we have written down. It's almost as if... It's almost as if it's almost as if the gods are blessing us for taking all these people in. Hmm. Uh, that's that's fantastic news. I mean, the the idea that that I was concerned that it would cause uh, stress on Stone Top to have all these all these people, but uh, but it, it looks like we've been provided for to make sure that they're going to be okay. Uh, that's that's wonderful news. Is there and and after the after the scare with the with the yearlings, I mean this is it's, it's incredible. You know, yes, that that's still very strange and we're the sheep the sheep sheep crop. The the, the livestock, <laughs> that, that flock, the flock, oh my god, the, the flock uh, will be diminished over the years to come. It was very, that very strange, but you know, it never happened again. I'm sure it was this strange thing that happened one time. So, um, when leaves, um, I'm going to leave it up to y'all what you want to do next. It feels like there are a lot of things happening at once. I mean, Tyrion's just kind of like, I need to go investigate something. Um, I don't know if I want your help, but if you uh, see Dolores, can you let me know? Uh, sure. I understand. I can, I can send her your way. Uh, if you need anything, I'm, I'm here. I know that. Anyway, um, I'll I'll let her know if I see her. Thank you. Uh, so as just Tyrion is leaving, Tyrion leaves that statue you gave her forever ago. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bron, I was, I was, Bron, uh, looks at it and looks at at Tyrion, and then, 
uh, sort of sighs and then places it uh, in a, a secure location, thinking that he'll he'll give it back at some point in the future uh, when we trust each other again. Um, over time, like I don't know how much time we're going to cover here, but over time, Bronn will honor Tiern's wishes and not approach Raj, but he will try and um kind of kind of angel him if you know what i mean like s- s- smooth things out for him in in his life in a way that doesn't get him involved but much the way that like he sent the silver to uh Brennan will do things like uh you know le- leave a pair of shoes that are in his size at the at the inn and so they'll get tossed and lost and found and presumably Ilsa will give them to him because they're not going to fit anyone else. Just little things like that that uh, make his life easier, but without taking credit and just trying to, you know, smooth things over. Um, Tiern, I was going to ask, did you tell anyone about the whistle? No. That's why she thinks it's the scholar, because it's the only person who should know about the whistle. Okay. Um, cool. So I'm going to ask you, Tiern, what do you want to go do now? <clears throat> um, I'm just going to start with the scholar. Okay. And try to see if he'll talk to her about mm-hmm. this. Gosh, this is not the charismatic character. Uh, but yeah... I mean, he's, she's just going to go um, try to, like, talk to him while discreetly investigating his room a little bit. Do you want me to poison him? No! <laughs> no more! <laughs> Not allowed! Um, since he's staying at the end, I'm going to say that Raj um, will let you uh, will let you into his room. While he is while he is down having dinner. Oh perfect. So if that works for you. That does work. So, so I want you to de- I want you to defy danger plus dexterity to see how good you are at searching his room. Let me use one of my advantages for this. Okay, great. So ten. Okay, cool. So you know the questions for um, discern realities. Yeah, ask me three of those. Yeah, or something um, along those lines. All right. What should I be on the lookout for? He clearly knows that you've made some sort of deal with the fairies. Like he has written that in all of his notes. What here is useful or valuable to me? He has um, he has um, 
every manner of scholarly text you could hope to find about the Fae. You probably can't take all of them, but you could probably take one if you wanted to. You wouldn't miss it too quickly. I'm definitely doing that. <laughs> what's what's the book that you take, Ben? What's the one you most wanted that's, that you have there? Um, the care and yeah, feeding sure. of uh, <laughs> Greater Fae. <laughs> I mean, honestly, she might take one on like on Greater Fae and just kind of understanding how they function and also possibly understanding like she would probably go for one that's about Greater Fae and the things below and about those rituals basically. Okay. She's not, she's like, I'm trying not to overthink the fact that I've made this deal. Uh, and one other question. Uh, Is it called Bat, Bat Wings and Butterfly Wings, a treatise on those above and below? Amazing! Uh, what here is not what it appears to be? Erasmus writes in a code, you can tell. And if you had like several days with it, you could probably track it. Like, it's not that difficult of a code, but there's just like a whole notebook he has that's just written in this code. And, um,. It's, you probably can't steal that because it's just, it's sitting there on his desk. He clearly was writing in it before he went down for dinner. And it's in this code. So. I wanna. And I didn't get to level up because I missed previous sessions. So I'm like, do I have a boom? You can, if you if you were able to level up, because this would have been the, between these two sessions you would have gotten to. Um, we can. I don't know if I because because we didn't do experience from the sessions. I, sessions. I oh sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, my experience does not line up to how you can level up in this game. I only have like ten XP at level three. Okay. Um, but I'm going to see if there's anything. I have. Um, I have polyglot, but I don't know if I can really apply that here. I give a shot. Basically, when you encounter a for, when you first encounter a living language in play, describe your proficiency with it, if any, and how you came to acquire it. I don't know if this would work for his code that he developed, or if I could be like, I've worked with codes before. You could, you could, um, if you want to say it's a common code in scholarly circles, you could say that. I'm fine with that. Okay, then yeah, I would. She she recognizes this code from her years at university and kind of how a lot of academia people write, so that they can they can pass to each other, but like the average person can't read it. So it is made to be read by other scholars, usually. Um, so, yeah, you're not going to be able to read the whole notebook, but I will tell you what's on the last page, which is that he has come, he believes, reading between the lines of the various incidents from around the world, but also incidents on top of that the Fae are on the brink of civil war in their society. And he's not sure why or what, but it seems to have something to do with the things below. And he's not sure exactly what that means. Because that is not his area of expertise. 
Isn't that why we were going to meet him? He's he's an expert in the Fae. And, like, he knows how they relate to the things below, but the things below themselves, he's not as smart about. So. Because you are, correct, here. Yeah, I am. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking his book on this and how they connect to the Fae. I'm also an expert on the Fae now after my last level up. Because... You can become an expert on all the things. It's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I steal his book on how they connect and see if I can start making some connections on my own. But, so I did not find the whistle anywhere in here. No, whistle was not here. Um, and no mention of it in his text. Uh, I mean, he wrote about it in terms of like when he was writing about how sure he is that you are. You know, he wrote about seeing the whistle and knowing it was a fey whistle, and etc. etc. But not in the sense of like, well, I took it this morning and <laughs> gave it a blow. You know, <laughs> um, and that's when you hear a key in the lock on the door. How time to get the freak out? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause you there, Ron. What are you gonna do? Um. I think that Braun has thrown himself into uh, into his work, uh, coordinating for the the Marshagians. Uh, we should just call them Martians. We're, we're, he's been coordinating. Sure, that sounds great. Martians. Coordinating for the Martians and uh, mm-hmm. you know catching up on uh, various orders and uh, trading and import export that the, that he works on and working those books since he knows that all of his friends all of his close PC friends are pretty angry at him at the moment um, so I can't see him hanging out at the inn or talking to Ilsa I don't think that I think that he's kind of cordial with Carlo but they haven't been buddy buddy but they're not like he's not in the doghouse or Carlo yeah. the way that he is with uh, Tiern and with Ilsa. So I think he's just been throwing uh, himself into his work, catching up with uh, with Ren and uh, uh, you know and buddy buddying up with the with the mayor. And um, Carlo Carlo is busy with whatever's up with Kylie. Nobody's quite sure, but something's up with Kylie, and he's having to deal with that. Right. Um, so, uh, as part of your work with the Martians, um, you are sort of headed out with Mayor Heron to inspect some of the new houses because she has uh, been very grateful for your help. They've just put up a new batch of them. Uh, they're basically just like huts. Like, they're barely houses, but it's enough for people to be out of the wind and the increasing autumn chill. And as you are standing there and dusk is sort of falling over stone top, you see a lone figure looks like a teenage girl standing at the edge of the woods just sort of looking out into the woods uh I will walk in that direction is it Dolores sure looks like her okay um uh I call out so as not to uh not to surprise her um but uh she still does she still does a little jump and then she looks back okay oh Oh, uh, Mr. Go-Between, I'm so sorry. I know you don't like... I was just... I was just looking at the woods. 
I'll go back home. It's fine. Oh, it's it's okay. I know that uh, I know that you had a, a harrowing experience there, and and it's natural to want to uh, look back. Um, are are you cold? Do you need uh, do you need company back to your home? Um. I actually don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight. Uh, Dolores, as I recall, is um, uh, orphaned. Right. So, I I was, um, uh, you know, I've been staying out in Widow Bethan's barn, but I can't stay there right now. So I was going to see if I could, you know, um, shack up in one of these empty huts tonight, maybe. Would that be okay, do you think? Uh, sure, but if you like, I can put you up. I know that, uh, I know that, uh, Tyrion was looking to, to speak with you, uh, but I can certainly help you. Why was Tyrion, why was Tyrion looking to speak with me? Uh, I'm not sure exactly, just that, uh, she asked if I ran into you to, to let you know, um, and... I think it was just uh, she wanted to check up on you. Uh, I'll find somewhere to sleep. It's fine. I'll find, you don't have to worry about me. I'll find somewhere to sleep when she turns to go. Uh, well, if you she hasn't left yet, but. right? I, I, if you need anything, I can I can help. Um, now she turns back and she turns back and looks at you and she says, "You can't help me." Well, how how do you know unless you talk talk to me? I have lots of resources I, I may be able to, to assist. Uh, parley with her. Sure. Plus charisma. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Great. Um... So she really doesn't. You can tell she really doesn't want to talk. But she finally um, says, "Okay, there's a lot that's been going on, and I don't know who I can trust. But I think I can trust you, maybe. But first, I need you to destroy this." And she pulls out this whistle you've never seen before and hands it to you. Sure. Um, it's a it's wood or metal or what is it? It's it's metal. It's like metal. It looks like just a normal metal, like a long, you know, those long cylindrical ones, just a normal metal. Oh, okay. I was thinking like a coach's whistle. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, sh- sure. I I have a hammer back, back at the, the shop. shop. We, we can, can uh, take, take care of it. Why do you need this whistle? Destroy that seems odd. It's bad luck. Okay. Um, well, uh, I've always found that luck is what you make it. But uh, if you feel that it's bad luck, we'll we'll take care of it. And this and this and this you think is uh, going to help? Yes, I know it will. Okay. Uh, then then sure. I I don't see. Uh, I, I don't see any harm in it. Why, out of curiosity, why haven't you destroyed it if it's bad luck? 
or I tried, I couldn't. Or thrown it in the river, or buried it outside of town, or. Well, I tried, and I couldn't. And I think if I bury it or put it in the river, it might just come back. Ah, okay, it's one of those things. Um, you know, I'll I'll uh, I'll figure out what, what we can do with it, but uh, I'll, I'll take care of it and I'll put it in a, a pouch. Um, Tiern, you are in a room that Erasmus is about to, oh, presumably Erasmus is about to re-enter. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna find a way out of there. Um, there's a window and there's the door, and you're on the second story of the inn. But there is like a, a like a like a awning right beneath it that you could just like probably roll down if you wanted to. Gonna do that. Okay, defy danger plus dexterity. Okay, that's a nine. Right. Um, okay. So, describe to me what it looks like as you, uh, get out of the, um, of the, the, the room. I mean, she's just like, okay, yeah. She, like, opens it as quietly as she can. She's pretty skinny, so she, like, opens it just enough to slip through. Mm-hmm. And then kind of does one of those, like, is it, like, is this a building with this kind of metal edge that she can, like, Stand maybe closes the window, or is it like? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, she like stands on the ledge slightly, closes the window, doesn't, and then drops down onto the awning, but not inside of the window. Um, which is uh, when you remember that you had turned the notebook to a different page than the one he was writing. Oh, wind did it. <laughs> Windy. <laughs> cool. Um, Ron, you have Dolores following you back into town. You remember that Tiern wanted to find her. Um, just, I'm just reminding you of these things. I assume you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are you going to do about this? Well, I think that uh, Ron's plan first is to kind of meander and say. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'll, uh, we'll, we're, we're, we're headed back now, but uh, I just need to check on some things throughout uh, town. Um, mainly because he's a little bit the way that the way that Dolores was suddenly like, "Why does she want to talk to me?" was a little bit suspicious and made him think like, "Oh, I probably really need to have her talk to her." Um, so his goal is to kind of be around and. Uh, check out and see if he can come across uh, Tiern during during the walk around. Um, but if he doesn't run into her, uh, eventually they'll uh, go back to um, his shop and quarters so he can set Dolores up for the night. Um, I don't think that Braun knows her well, but have can I discern realities to see if he's picking up anything weird about her? You sure can. Okay. Uh, five and two is seven. 
Okay, you can ask me one question. Okay, and I also have a perceptive, so I get one extra question. Okay, okay. Uh, so, um, I'm not asking for like the entire mystery, but what here isn't as it seems. That whistle is not what it seems to be. That's not a whistle. Okay. And the fat, like, like, it is pretty clear from the way that the Dolores is like, kind of like juggling it between hands that like, or like not being able to like keep it in one place that like, it kind of, it also looks like the whistle doesn't want to be with her and she has to keep like catching it. I, I thought that she had handed it to me. Did I misunderstand? Oh, that? right, right, right. She handed it. Sorry. Well, it's it's um, it's feeling that way to you. Like it's not like actively flying off, but you know it is. Like there's like a buzzing energy to it that like feels I, a little bit like it's. I keep catching it, about to slip out of a pocket, sort of thing. Yeah. Like exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's weird. Um, the other one is going to be a special question that I have for natural, okay. and that okay. is, what opportunity does no one else see? You can tell Dolores is absolutely heartbroken over something. And just from the way, like, where you stopped is kind of in town square, and you can see a nook's house from here. And Dolores just every so often kind of casts a glance over at it, and then looks away, and is just kind of like, and then looks back. But, like, subtle, you know? It's not immediately obvious, but yes. Okay, um... So, uh, thank you for bearing with me, Dolores. Um, if I may ask, after the woods, has everything been okay? Uh, acclimating back into the town? I know, obviously, it's been difficult for you with no family and no one to look after you. Um, but is, is everything all right? I know that you work, work for the watch sometimes. Yeah, uh, everything is great. You know, um, I have no complaints whatsoever. Uh, I want to take a look at like the state of her clothes and like does does, does she look emaciated? Does she you know are are her clothes in good shape or is she wearing rags? Everybody, everybody in Stonetop's kind of well fed right now because you've had such a good harvest. Um, but her clothes are kind of raggedy. Yeah. They're kind of, um, in fact, if you pay extra special attention, they appear to be pretty similar to the clothes she was wearing when you rescued her from the woods. Okay. Exactly the same? I don't know. Uh, by the way, where did you see her kind of in the town square, you said? Uh, yeah, I think you said we were in, in the town square. Okay. Uh, pro- Tiern, probably I just heading... want you to... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I just want, Tiern, just I want you to let me know. I just want you to let me know when you enter the town square, because the, the end is pretty close to it. I was just going to say we're probably heading in in the direction of uh, Braun Shop, which is in between the town square and the main gate. And I mean, Tyrion is like 
drops outside the window and immediately just heads back to the town square to act like nothing ever happened. Do you spot her from? Uh, well, I'm, I'm specifically have been looking out for her because I want to try and link link okay. these two. So okay. I don't. So no, no roll. Just I spot her. Just tell me if you spot her. Yeah. Uh, sure. You know, you know Tyrion pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you spot her, and Morris has her back to Tyrion, so she can't see Tyrion. You can see Tyrion. So how do you sort of signal? Um, I will. Brom will raise his arm and kind of wave it and see if he can get uh, Tyrion's attention. And then. Lois notices you waving at someone <laughs> and turns and looks and sees Tyrion and fucking bolts. Uh, I'll, I'll follow her. <laughs> okay. Oh, D- Dolores, no, wait, where, where are you going? It's. Uh, you know, just calling out and trying to convince her to, to calm down. Uh, it's. I think Tyrion just wants to talk for a moment. We just want to make sure that you're okay, and uh, it's it's okay. We're we're not we're not going to hurt you. And then chasing after her. You uh, will defy danger plus dexterity. Alrighty. Defy danger is like wrong because you're not going to die. But right. I had Tyrion waving. So. Oh, did I see the waving? Up to you. I mean, you can decide how much you noticed here. Uh, I mean, I think I saw at least him waving, and then he suddenly runs off, and I'm like, okay, that was weird, and I, I don't know if I saw Dolores, but I saw him running after someone, so I'm going to follow, because I'm curious. What'd you get? Uh, 12. Okay, so you do you do amazing. Tell me about uh, running her down. Um uh, and how 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 is it that you are able to corner her so easily? Um, I don't think that she is uh, thinking a hundred percent. Like she probably just bolted out of instinct, mm-hmm. and I think that she is uh, headed towards a like a dead end in between an alley and a wall like it looks like it, it goes somewhere uh, so if you were just running in that direction you might think that it does but like if you took a moment to know the town she would realize that it's not a uh, that it's not going to go anywhere so I think that she uh, spins around the corner and there's a pile of um, like broken crates and and some other like stuff that is not quite trash like it's in the state that like someone someone is definitely definitely going to fix that at some point using quotes uh, but not but hasn't done so so there's just sort of a pile of random uh, things that that could be salvaged but nobody has uh, and then Brom will kind of uh, skid around in front in the front part and just say Dolores Dolores and hands up finger spread uh Dolores it's okay it's okay e- everything's gonna be all right we're we're, we're just here to, to try and help it's not you it's her it's not you it's her I, I can't she can't she can't it's her it's her. her her who Tiern? Tiern. Tiern. The, the, the school teacher Tiern. what's what's wrong with Tiern? is that whistle still in your pocket yes drop it on the ground 
Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking. <laughs> no, 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 no yeah, okay. Dolores is asking. Is that whistle still in your pocket? Y- yes. Drop uh, it on the ground. See what happens. Okay. I I assume you tried that. I don't think that'll destroy it. And uh, Do, I'll don't, just just drop it. I'll take the whistle out and I'll drop it on the ground close to me. It does the little thing where it hits a, a cobblestone and it bounces, and then it bounces again, and then it bounces again, and it bounces again, and it bounces again, and it comes to rest at the feet of Tiern, who's just rounded the corner into this outplay room. That's Tiern just picks it up and puts it back on. Oh, see what I mean? Tiern, that's uh, bad bad luck, and I I kind of look back at Dolores. I, I don't Dolores know. Is like looking for a way to scale this wall, but there isn't one. I, 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 I was going to destroy it later for Dolores, um, but here, here she is. Uh, I'll, I, I, I should probably go. No, no stay. Tear just nods for Bron to stay. It's okay. I'm sort of looking, looking back and forth between the two of them. Um, I'm going to use my ice sphere. Okay, I love the ice sphere. Uh, All right. See what happens. I feel like I have acumen that I can use, but I also have the one I have, so whatever. Gonna roll it. Oh. That is, I think, a 12, but let me just double-check how smart I am. Okay. Yes, that is a 12. So I can, uh, I can hold two acumen. Uh, I feel like I've gotten one ability at one point, but... And I can ask you questions. I think yeah. I can get to ask you more questions if I want to. Okay. Um... What about Dolores isn't what it se- what she seems to be? Nothing. She seems like Dolores. The one thing the one thing is something you've already noted. She seems to be trying a little too hard to seem like she's not into it. Okay. Um Yeah, I'm gonna let you spend an acumen. Right? Honestly, what am I overlooking? Um, if there's a civil war between the fairies, do you know which side your fiance's on? He has said he's not on the things below side, but... Whatever is happening with this civil war, Dolores and the Nook are apparently caught in the middle. Would be the safe thing to guess. That is what the ice sphere sort of suggests. And because the fairy king came into your life because of them, it also seems that like whatever they've gotten wrapped up in, he is also intimately involved. In. But it's cloudy beyond that. Okay. Hmm. 
spend the last acumen to um well how could I learn more about this like what's going on here you could trap your fiance and interrogate him or you could trap and interrogate a nook you've got Dolores trapped already so you can interrogate her but okay well we're going to start with a nook or with Dolores and work our way through all three of these people or can, can I make one other suggestion you could trap and interrogate something from down below. Yeah, I only kind of know how to summarize. Well, but you're an expert, right? Mean, you could sure give it a shot. <laughs> I'd, be loved, I'd love to see it. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Uh, I don't often play the shit magnet, but, <laughs> but it's fun sometimes. <laughs> I mean, Tyrion has a knack for getting herself in trouble, so... Her fairy, the fairy king is going to have to do a lot of saving of her, apparently, if he wants to marry her. Um, she just kind of, like, she puts the whistle on and she looks at uh, Dolores and sighs. Quick, quick question. Do we see two whistles now around your neck? Yes. I take off the one I was wearing and I look at it. How did she do this is also my question. Now that, like, now that you see it, it really um, does not seem to look like your whistle at all. It's very weird. It's like it was charmed or something. Is it just like a twig? (laughs) No, it is a whistle. It's just, like, it's not shiny and bright and silver like the real one. Dolores. What? First of all, how did you manage to charm this? Charm? Oh. Charm what? This fake whistle? I didn't do anything to it. How did you swap mine out then to this one? I mean, there was this old guy who asked me to do it. Which guy? I don't know. He lives at, He's like been staying at the inn. Did he look like an old scholarly type? I mean, he wears really fancy clothes. Does that count? Does it sound like? A, does that sound like Erasmus to me? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, then. He paid in cash. Did I didn't give it to him though, because obviously, and I it is. I wanted to see what it did, and when I saw what it did, I don't know who to trust, and I certainly don't trust you, and I certainly don't trust him, and so I guess all I have to trust is. Mr. Go-Between. Yeah, not so trustworthy. Do you know what that thing does, Mr. Go-Between? Do you know who she's really working for? Uh, I'm not working for mm-hmm. anyone. No? Uh, it's it's, it's a, a weird whistle, whistle, but... Do you remember when we were out in the woods and that 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 man came from the fairies to take a nook away and then um uh uh ilsa from the the gone played parsnips and won do you remember that man yes of course i blew on that whistle and that man showed up why did your friend have that whistle uh braun looks over at tiern to read her face like 
I think he knows Tyr well enough to know if she has a tell, uh, or is just trying to stone face it, or what. Tyr, if, if you want to poker face this, we can do a parlay. Yes, yeah, she's trying to poker face it because she's like, I'm not working for you. Like, she's telling the truth. As far as anyone knows. Um, so, yes, yeah, so you could even parlay, um, Ron, if you, you roll this person on a 10 plus, they mark XP if they do what you want. And if they don't, they must reveal how you could convince them not to do it. On a 7-9, they mark XP if they do what you want. They can refuse or make a counteroffer if they Okay, okay. well, that, that's a 13. <laughs> so, Braun is very... Uh, he's seen this look before from Tyrion. This is the, the... Yes, there's more to this, but I don't want to tell you look... I think, but uh, I think you. Uh, what what Bron wants is for you to explain what you mean. Um, I think that his years of being a traitor, uh, he can tell when someone is telling the technical truth without revealing additional information that would be important, and that's the vibe he's picking up from. Tiern. So I think that what he wants out of this is to convince Tiern to uh, come clean with all of the pertinent details, not just the technically true details. Uh, but I guess it's up to you to decide how you want to respond to that. I mean... Okay. Do you... Uh, Tiern looks at leans over to Bron and is just like, help me with this. And I will tell you the truth. Help you with what? What What, what do you need? Need Follow me. It just kind of turns to Dolores. And is like, listen, I need to know what happened in the woods that day. I need to know what happened between you and Amnook. I heard there might have been a separation. And I have heard from a scholar in town that something might not be right. So I need to know what happened to fix it. She looks up at, at Bron. Is... Can I trust her? I would. I've been in situations where it would have been advantageous for her to... And advantageous and easy for her to uh, do what was best for her, but instead chose to protect other people. I've never met anyone more loyal uh, and intelligent in the in the arcane arts. Okay. Have you ever been in love with something? Oh, yes. Either of you can answer. It's like, uh... Yes. 
several times. It's both incredible and uh, sometimes uh, despairing. I'm in love with him. Uh, Tyrion pretends to look shocked. Yeah, as does Bronn. Kel surprise. <laughs> and I will do anything to get her back. Okay. How do you know she's gone? I don't. I just think so. We... And she tells this whole story. I'm not going to narrate it all in her voice, but she gets to the. She goes, "You're going out of the woods, blah blah blah." And she says, "And we came to a cave. It was where Enoch said we were supposed to go." And she went down into the cave, and I heard these like, really terrifying noises. And I kept waiting to hear her scream, but she didn't. And then night fell. And she came out of the cave. And right away, like, I think you're remembering that you were not gone that long. Like, for her to have apparently been gone multiple days. Yeah. And I waited there for a day and a night, and a day and a night, and then another night fell. And then Nook came out of the cave. And I said, I'm hungry. And she brought, gave me some of the food from her pack. And then she said, we have to get back. And she brought me to that cottage where you found me. And that was it. And it was almost the same, but it wasn't her. When you love someone, you know if it's them. And it wasn't her. And... Do you remember that weird thing with the sheep? Yeah. Brown nods. I don't remember where I was when that happened. Like, a few days, just gone. And the first thing I remember is I bumped into you, and she points at Tyrion, that night, right before they discovered the dead sheep. I think she's been using me to do things, and I think someone's using her. And I... I don't know why you have a whistle that calls that man, but I don't think he's any good. Well, we're going to get to the bottom of this and figure out... Why this is happening to you two? But I have. Might be the food you ate. There's so many things that could have caused you to be bound to her in some way. You said this happened when she after she went into a cave. Yeah. Is that that sounds like things below stuff? Was. If you were in the area, would you be able to find the cave again? Do you think? I... Anok was the one who knew where to go. I... was trying to pay attention so I could get back out. But I got all turned around. 
I don't know if I could find it again. It was almost like you had to want to find it to find it. By the way, uh, Tyrion, if you want to spout lore about this in terms of things below-ish, you sure can. And as always, I will tell you something where you can say this is true and it will become true. So. I'm going to pull out this newly acquired book I have. Oh, great. And flip through it and see if I can find things connected to Cave. Like, I'm like, this sounds really familiar. This sounds like some, like, I mean, I know this is connected to things below and, you know, caverns and caves are kind of a way to get to them because you can get down underneath the ground. Uh, they like living there. Um, and we know that the Fae, that some Fae believe that these people are more powerful and worthwhile. So I'm kind of like, did she make a deal with a Fae or did she make a deal with something below? Um, so what, you find in, so what you find in the book is that like the Fae and the things below both sort of have access to the theory is that the Fae and the things below all have access to basically sort of a subterranean, almost like a subway network, you know? <laughs> like a subterranean uh, system of caverns and such. The things below live down like, you know, way below the earth. So they are probably like, like if, if a little girl is going to a cave in the woods, she's probably not getting all the way down there without help, which would suggest the phase involvement either way. But it also, it's also entirely possible she went through here and ended up in fairyland through that cavern. It's like equally likely she could have gone either place. But that she's stepping into a cave suggests more than it doesn't that she did not emerge as herself. Yes. Is, are, are the system of caverns like kind of like ley lines? Like it, both of them can use them for transportation, but they're sort of coming from different directions? Yeah, I like that. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. Let's say that. Sounds great. Um, um, if I can, I just have one other thing before we go, go back to you, if, if I may. This is probably a long shot, but I figure we traveled with Erasmus for two weeks. Mm -hmm. Does Bronn recognize that book? Yes. As being Erasmus's. Okay. Actually, actually, roll, roll for it. I figured. I figured that was a good, a good roll. Yeah. Uh, the intelligence. Yeah. Roll plus, uh, roll plus intelligence. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nine. Okay. Maybe. Yes, that's... <laughs> yes, that's definitely Erasmus's book. And I don't know how you know this, but you know there's no way Tyrion could have it without stealing it. Okay. Oh, you know what? You know what it is? You saw him place it, like, you know he keep his, keeps his books locked up in, like, a box. And so they would have been locked in a box in his room behind a locked door. So, is it a hundred percent that Tyrion stole it? But no, but it's probably ninety percent. Okay, I just want to have that in my back pocket. <laughs> Please go ahead. Tyrion was looking for a missile, um, <laughs> and so uh, Tyrion turns as to look at Dolores. She's like, "Okay, well, we need to talk to him now." Like, I need to see her. I need to talk to her to see if I can get a better feel for what happened to her. 
you, I know she made a deal before that cave. We summoned something. Yeah, you did. You did. Um. I wish I remembered that. I don't remember about it. I don't blame you. you know, trust me, I'm, you're not in trouble here. You're not at all in trouble. I just need to know what happened to Adam and we need to talk to her. I need her to, I need you to meet me at the schoolhouse with her. Can you do that? I wasn't supposed to talk about any of this. She's going to be looking for me. Are you going to keep me safe? Come to the schoolhouse with me and... Ron, will you help me? Uh, of course. We will protect you. I do have protection spells and things. We will talk to her. If she comes looking for you, that'll give us a chance to talk to her and figure out what happened. Who she is. Because she, she's, she's not a nook. Not if she walked into that cave. No, she's not. So she goes with you to the schoolhouse. I set up protections for her. What do those look like? Char- they're little, like, charm bags and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a skill, actually. Hold on. So I can make amulets and talismans for people. Ooh. So craft a protection charm, protective charm for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually used to ignore harm. Mm-hmm. And it only has, like, one use, so I wonder if I can use it here to just, like, be, like, a gem. Yeah, like, some- yeah, I guess I'll just use it as it's intended. Um, and I can roll plus int on a 10 plus, they ignore the harm entirely, on a 7 to 9, they suffer only half damage. Sure. Okay. It's a complete failure. May- Um, may I- may I suggest using the non-magical whistle? As the as oh, the physical as the physical part of the charm. Sure, I'm like fuck this thing. That is a seven, thank God. Okay. So she'll she'll suffer only half damage of whatever effect and the tries to put on her. Because I'm going to put it towards, like, general fade effects. Um, so she is sleeping fitfully. You know, she is sleeping, but she's tossing the turn lock on the floor of the schoolhouse. And you and Bronner are over, sitting there, looking over her. The last time you two had had a chat in the middle of the night, you summoned a ghost. Um, <laughs> Surely that couldn't happen again! <laughs> but, I, as I recall... Um, you were going to give the full truth, Taryn, so I want to have a scene where you have the opportunity to do that. Or it's a lie, if you like. Um, no, she's not a liar. She'll, she'll, she holds her to her word. So she turns to Bronn, and she's kind of just exhausted. She, she looks exhausted. This has not been a fun time for her. Um, she's already pretty thin. Like, she looks thinner than normal. Her cheeks are gone. Her eyes are kind of darkened. Like, she's exhausted from everything that's happened. Um, here, here, it's it's getting cold and this will help and I'll uh, hand a flask over 
uh, that's that's filled with a, a fine whiskey. She smells it. I'll I, I take it back out of your hand and I take a swig first and then hand it over. <laughs> and then she takes a swig. Um. What's what? What's, she what's going on? It. She likes smoke at you though when she smelled it because she she doesn't think you're going to kill her. Um, That's when I strike. Uh, after we were in the woods, uh, the fairy king visited me and gave me the, the whistle um, to keep me safe, I guess. The, that was just before we were about to, to leave for Morshage. That whistle. That's it. Yes, this whistle. It's mine. He. From him. Spoke to you again and gave you a trinket? Yes. Uh, what else? Times what else did he want? I mean, he didn't give me a trinket, and I was obviously his favorite. Uh, when he gave it to me, he didn't really want anything. Um, but I, you know, I used it. It was supposed to be for when we were in trouble, and I used it for when Marsha was going down. And I. I got you all safe. Uh, oh. I was wondering, um, but so much was going on that night, I didn't... I thought I'd just ridden out with the cart uh, in all of the excitement. Um, you said he didn't want anything then, which implies to me that he wants something now? I don't think it's terribly important. It sounds like that's all wrapped up in the full, in the whole story about the whistle and the whatever happened with Dolores and Anouk. And I can't help unless I, I know. I didn't and expect I, you to help me. Well, I just expect you to help us figure out what happened to Anuk, and I'll, if we I'll need do that. Help, we'll figure that out. I'll do that for sure, and and I know I betrayed your trust, but you're still my friend, and I still want to help you, however I can. So if there's something else going on. I mean, I can always trick him into another game of parsnips and brawn grins. You're going to need Elsa for that one. Uh, well, that's step two. Listen. I've got that mostly handled. And just... Don't worry about it. I, But we need to figure out what's happened to him. And I may need his help again for that. Does, does this have anything to do with the good harvest? I genuinely don't know. What, what do you, you think, think happened, happened to Anuk? I mean, when... She went into that cave. Oh, go ahead. she went into that cave, she came out a different person. Uh, but... 
she, you didn't seem to notice anything when we escorted them back. I mean, she seemed all right. Why? Why is Anuk such a person of interest? You don't really renege on deals you make with Faye. It's not that simple. <laughs> Broad will remember this. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. I mean, I've, I've heard the stories. I, I know that that's a bad idea to accept gifts or obligations or make a deal and not uphold it at the letter of the deal anyway. Um, and you I, think... I don't know. You, you, you think that Anouk made some sort of a deal and went back on it? She made a deal. She wanted to leave. When we saw her at the cabin, we knew it wasn't her, and I could tell. I thought we had won and tricked the very key and gave her back, and I thought I'd give her a portion of help on that. But either someone, either him or someone who's more powerful, still lost her and didn't like that she was running on the deal. But I, I can't tell, but I can tell that they are using these children to try and summon the things below. As you mentioned, someone more powerful, Braun deliberately kind of opens his mouth and stretches his lips uh, in sort of a remembrance that, you know, with a wave of his hand, he <laughs> prevented Braun from being able to speak, uh, fused his lips together, Mr. Anderson style. Um, I. All right. Um, you know more about these things than I do. Uh, what do we need? How, how can I help? Well, we need to get her here and find a way to restrain her. And then I'm going to have to do some magic about it. Okay. Roll Defy Danger plus Constitution. B- both of us? Just you, Bron. Oh. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay. Not the full dump stat. Uh, nine. You hear the most wonderf- wonderful flute music. You would love to follow it. You would love to just walk after it. But, like, sitting here with Tyrn feels more important. But that flute music is so good. You would love to just, like, go outside, see where it's coming from, see who's playing the flute that well. It'd be so good. Uh, I think that this will manifest with Bronn being somewhat distracted, like, still talking with Tyrn and trying to get to the bottom of what needs to be done, but sort of drifting towards the window and cocking an ear and trying to trying to hear more. Um, and his answers... Go ahead, sorry. Oh, and his answers are a little bit more less... a little bit less focused. 
behind you, laying on the floor, Dolores' eyes open, but she hasn't sat up yet. So, Do I notice that? No, she's turned away from both of you. This is a thing that the camera would notice with this first jump. So. I would be ha- happy to help. I don't know anything about the magic stuff, but if you need any supplies or help talking with Anuk. Are you okay? uh, Yeah, just um, the music. There is no music. No, no, no. There's there's music. The pan flute. The the flute being played. There's flute. She sits up a little. There's it's there's music. Yeah. I I don't know Is who's pl- pl- play, playing at this time of night, but it's 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 beautiful. Don't don't you hear? Nope. Uh, Bron is kind of drifting towards Bron's kind of drifting towards the door. Dolores is like Dolores is like I've heard that music somewhere, but also she's still like in this little circle or whatever you. She still has like the charms, so she's like sort of resisting it a little bit better than Bronis, but definitely she's hearing it, and like you can see her lean toward the door as well. Um, Tyr is going to turn to her and kind of grab her hands and go, "Where have you heard it before?" I don't know. In the woods, in the woods, somewhere in the woods. Sometimes. Does it lead somewhere? Sometimes I go to the edge of the woods at night and I can hear it. And now it's in our town. Mm, all right. Um, Bron says, "I'm. I'll, I'll, I'll. Anything you need, Tan. You know you can. Well, I. I want you to count on me." And he just starts walking out the door. Tyrion is going to grab a sack of like just any kind of like a bunch of random magical trinkets and grab Dolores's hand and hold it and go and start following Bron. Okay. All right, but she's going to keep Dolores's hand the whole time. So that are you going to? So you're going to stay at a distance from Bron. Yeah, but we're going okay. to follow him. All right. Uh, I, Bron, Bron keeps trying to whistle what he's hearing, but but mm-hmm. it's but I think to Tiern it just sounds like like he'll start a melody and stop and shake his head and and like he he it does, he's not giving you a coherent song or anything, but but like he's trying to get. Involved and sometimes he's humming and sometimes he's whistling and but not quite getting across what he's hearing. But definitely kind of now not paying attention to behind him and just kind of heading to where the music is louder. Um as you reach the edge of the woods, you see the most handsome man. I don't know if your character is attracted to men, yes. but he is yep. attracted to this man. Yeah, this man is. Oh my god! Yeah, Bra- the Bron- most handsome man ever. Bron is canonically bisexual. Okay, I so, thought so. Yeah, but I, I guess. But yeah, this man. This man smiles and he says, "I was not expecting you, but listen." Oh, uh, if you I'm, bring, if you bring me, will you bring me the girl? That's all I want. Uh, well, I am not typically in the business of procuring. Um, 
maybe we could uh, talk about it a little bit. And is this is this man across the river or? Yes. Okay. Yes, and Tiern, Tiern, and Dolores cannot see him. Only you can see him. I, I, Although they are approaching, and you are obviously talking to someone. Right. So. Does he look familiar? <laughs> um, you've I, never seen this man in your life, bro. Okay. This is. I mean, if if you wanted to talk about it, I'm sure that we could do a lot for each other. Uh, is this is this a place in the river that that can be waded, or is this the part where it's uh, too too deep to cross? Um, there's just there at the rear, right by the stone bridge. So you can, you know, where you can hop, sort of jump on the pole in the rocks. Okay. Uh, I I can be over in in just a moment, uh, and then we can talk about this no, 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 this girl. No, my love, my love. Oh, just bring me the girl. I uh, bring me the girl. Which which girl? There are there are a lot. I believe that you call her Dolores. Oh, uh, uh, sure. Uh, she was here just a moment ago. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll fetch her. She, she escaped from our lands so many years ago. Mm. The little scamp. She is very naughty, that one. And we wish to take her back. And once we do, you will have a reward. Oh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm very interested. Uh, she, she's been, uh, uh, a bit of trouble on this side as well. Um, just uh, ho- hold on a moment. I'll I'll uh, I'll see if I can fetch her. No, listen, listen to me. If you bring me the girl, what do you want in return? Ah, uh, well, I, I'm sure that we could take some time and and discuss it. It would not be a. It, it would not be. Um, I wouldn't want to rush into any sort of negotiations. No, it is very important that we any stops. What is that key? Oh, this around your neck. Yes. Uh, there's a there's a very interesting story uh, about this key. Um, I while while uh, while in my travels, I came across uh, a deserted cottage. And uh, guarding the college was a, a giant, fierce boar, and uh, uh, it, it rushed me, and I jumped atop it and uh, held on to, to its bristly hairs, and uh, it ran through and tried to shake me off, and, and eventually it, it grew so tired that uh, it, it collapsed by the side, and as I removed my hands, uh, this key came off of its neck, and... Uh, I wanted to continue to, to look, and uh, there wasn't anything in the in the cottage that it uh, appeared to, to be a part of, uh, but I've kept it with me all this time in the hopes that one day I will find what it is for. Th- thank you for have asking. You I, I, lo- I love that story. Have you heard of the kingdom of the Summer Summerland? Uh, uh, of course. It, I, I'm going to roll to see if I have heard a, that. <laughs> go for it. Yeah, go for it. You can, you can roll, roll the spell work. Let's find out. Let's okay. find out how much you know about Summerland. Is that uh, wisdom or is that uh, in? 
It's that's wisdom. Okay. Uh, no, that's int. Maybe let me check. Let me double check. Okay. There's a thing I should know by now, but uh, spell lore is int. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then that's a ten. Okay. Yeah, Summerland. Uh, it's a it's a thing that's in kids' fairy tales. It's the place that you go uh, when you have been lived a long life. It's almost like heaven, except you don't have to die to get there. You can just show up, and then you can live forever, and you can have everything you've ever wanted. And there's money, and there's food, and there's great wine, and there's beautiful, attractive people, and the animals talk, and it's wonderful. So and it's 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 fi- it's Fiddler's yeah. Green and Big Rock Candy Mountain mm-hmm. and <laughs> everything else. Mm-hmm. Okay. And points at you and says, Summerland is real. That is a thing that not everyone gets to know. But the people who find that key are allowed to access it. And I will tell you what. You bring me the girl, and I will bring you to the door. And you can go to Summerland, and you can live out your days in happiness. And you and I will visit and talk, and we'll see what happens after that. Do we have a deal? If, if I bring you... If I bring you the girl... You'll yes. you'll show me the door to Summerland. Yes, I will. Well, I could hardly turn down such a, a generous offer. I mean, I I want to know. I I deeply want to know what this key opens, and if it's really the access to the fabled Summerlands, then. <laughs> uh, yes. Have a deal then. All right. Perfect. I'll, I'll see you again. Yes, you shall. And he steps back into the woods, right as Tyrion and Dolores join you. And the music has stopped. Oh, I thought I thought they were I thought they were closer behind me. <laughs> yeah, they're they're. I mean, they're they're like they're. You know what? They're as close behind as you want them to be. Yeah, I was going to say, can I roll to see how much I heard of your side of the conversation? Yeah, that's that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> Let's just say plus um, plus plus whiz, like sort of basically uh, discern realities on broad, basically. That is a seven, so it's not great. Um, ask ask broad one of those questions. Okay, and that move sheet because might have just made a deal with Pan. Um. happened here recently? Oh, uh, Tiern, uh, you just you, you just missed uh, the, the, the most wonderful man. Um, he told me what this key is for. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. I told you the, the story about this key and the dreadful uh, I mean, uh, it must have been a 1500 pound boar and yeah. Well, yeah, you got it from the cottage. Yeah, you know, you know. Um, it's a it's a key to Summerland, and uh, that sounds familiar to me. You've heard you've heard of Summerland. Um, there is absolutely no evidence that it's anything beyond a, a, a legend. Okay. And uh, he wanted to be. Uh, it, 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 Introduced to Dolores and uh, wanted to what? Just he—he he was very fascinated with with you, my dear. Um, what Did you happened to be the one playing the music, Bron? I—I I think so. He didn't—he didn't have an instrument, Did but 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 when he left, it went away. 
What did you do, Ron? I just we uh, we we had a discussion, and uh, he said that if I brought him uh, Dolores, that he would show me the he would show me the door to the to Summerlands, and that we could get to know each other. I th- I think that you'd really like him if you met him. I mean, I know. I, as an expert on the Fae, I know this man is Pan, right? He's definitely Fae of some sort. I don't know if Pan exists in the, uh, the Stone Top universe. Quick spout, quick spout lore. <laughs> he, plays, he plays flute to lure children, mm. usually. Mm. No, Bra- Bronze a child. Uh, I've heard. Have I heard this story before? Would you, as an expert on the Fae, would you? Do you think I've heard this story? Before? You've heard stories about um, music being used by the Fae to lure people to places where they will be susceptible to doing stupid things. Great. Did you did you make a deal with him? Uh, yeah. He he said it was he said it was a deal, uh, and that he would show me if I brought him Dolores. I mean, I'm, I'm sure everything's fine. He wouldn't have lied. Great, Dolores, you're going to be staying with me from now. <laughs> um, no, no, no. It's 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 all right, Dolores. He, it's just he he'd love to he'd love to see you and talk with you. Uh, and I I think that you would want to talk with him as well. He's he's uh, he's very handsome and. Uh, really seems to have the best interests of everyone at, at heart. Uh, it, it couldn't hurt. And and I, if you speak with him, I'll be happy to, to take you to the Summerlands as, as soon as I have uh, access myself. Well, I still listen to him. No, I'm not. I'm not listening to anybody. And she, um, um, no, 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 it, 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 it'll be fine. And Bronn sort of like not rushes, but starts walking towards her with like a handout. Uh, Tyrion is going to start pulling her back and walking away. No, it's just um, you, you, you don't understand. Bronn, you're, from, you're from the woods, you're from the woods. His voice going, There's the girl, just bring her to me. Bronn, you made a big mistake. You don't deal in children. It, n- nothing. Nothing bad will happen. It's he just wants to talk to her. I've learned nothing. And Dolores she's like pulling. She's like turned. She's like turned around and has Dolores coming with her the other way. No, D- Dolores, come here. Just, 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 just come with me. It's, it's. We're right at the cusp. Everything's going to come true, and I'm. Uh, I'll reach out to grab her. Okay. Um. Roll me a parlay plus NPC for against an NPC. Okay. Plus charisma. Mm. Uh, not great. An eight. Yeah. Mm. Um, let me let me check something here. That is. Okay, I have a I have a uh, ability, silver tongued, 
Mm. And it's when using words to avoid suspicion or trouble. Uh, and I, I roll plus charisma, and on a 10 plus I hold three, on a seven and nine I hold one. Uh, and then it gives me certain things. Uh, two of them don't really have any application here. Um, but the last one, which is direct suspicion uh, or attention elsewhere, I think. Uh, how, how do you feel about me using that to kind of uh, be more convincing and less appearing manic and uh, under under a spell? Sure. Like, like I can kind of less suspicion. You have to make Tiern. You have to make Tiern seem like the bad one. Right. Because she's the other one that's here. Listen, Dolores. If 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 we go over there. We're all going to get everything we want. It's that's that's the whole point. So, if you come with me, we'll be able to talk with a nook. Tim just wants to keep you away from a nook uh, and, and away from all the, the happiness and the wonderful things that are there. And Dolores does look up at the whistle around your neck. You said it yourself that whistle is bad luck. So if we get you away from here and, and and towards someone who can actually get you what you want, doesn't that sound better? Uh, Dolores, he just wants to sell you to a fae, a man who steals children. No, I just want to introduce you. I just want to introduce you to him, and I'm sure that you will, uh, you'll you'll enjoy his company as much as I do. You'll never be able to help him if you go with him. She's like, just like, genuinely like, um... Kieran is still trying to tug her back towards Stone Top, but she's, she's like, you, if you go with him, you'll probably never see him again. And you will never help her. That can't be true. The person who's keeping you away from a nook is, is Tiern. I am trying to help a nook. I am trying to get her back. She shakes off Tyrion's hand. She looks between the two of you. And she shakes her head and she extends her hand to Ron. Yes. Yeah, Let's just, see what he has to say. Yes, you'll, you'll, you'll see. You'll see. Tyrion, I'll, I'll be back. I'll, I'll show you. It, it's, it's going to be wonderful. It's just... I should never have trusted you. I can't. I can't. I know, but... Not after what you did. I'll... I'll, I'll make it up to you, I promise. Just... This is everything. And I think we're going to leave as uh, Dolores walks toward Bron. Um, because next time, hopefully, we'll have Carlo and Elsa here and hear what they have to say about all of this. God damn it. Just Bron is such an asshole. <laughs> he can't be trusted. Is, like, I, I rolled to see, okay, if I rolled one or two, she was going to stick with Tyrion. If I rolled three or four, she was going to run off on her own. If I rolled five or six, she was going to go with Ron, and I rolled with five, so... I, I just, I feel, I honestly feel like Bron is sliding into the uh, NPC villain role. <laughs> like, I don't think he's going to be valid play uh, for much longer. 
given given the way he's betraying trust and screwing everybody. But maybe you can maybe you can earn it back. Maybe you can maybe you can earn it back, my friends, uh, next week when you um, don't give a teenage girl. To yeah, play. yeah, we'll see. You're very close to earning it back. You were so close. To I know friends. that's what really hurts. But I had to lean in. I had to lean into the beguiling song because. <laughs> Of course. Um, so thank you, everyone. That is the end of tonight's session. Hope you enjoyed it. Join us on June 7th for our night session. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up soon-ish. Um, we are not entirely sure, but we're figuring it out. If you want to catch up on past episodes, visit happyjacks.org slash stonetop. If you want to find all of the other actual plays on the Happy Jacks Network, visit happyjacks.org slash shows. I forgot to do the end of session moves, uh, but maybe we can do those in the Slack since there's just three of us. Yeah, that's fine. Um, uh, Nick, why don't you tell folks about what you're up to? Hey everyone, uh, you can catch me here obviously on every other Monday uh, playing Stone Top, and that is all that I currently have other than uh, the social medias. You can find me out on Twitter at SunGrowler. Uh, you can also follow me there on Instagram, but I have only posted one thing there in my entire time uh, using that platform. So if you actually want to hear when I do want to chime in, uh, Twitter's the way to go. Bye. I'm taking note of what just happened. Well, I made it able to trade Dolores to the fairy who's a lot like Pan. <laughs> I don't... So, I just I just want to, like, as, as... Literally, this is a check-in for, like, a, a safety tool here. I feel like I'm doing what Braun would do, but I know that it's what my character would do is the shittiest excuse for bad behavior. So... Is this actually disruptive or a problem, or you know, are we okay rolling with it? Because I'm okay words. rolling with it. Here is just mad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm okay rolling with it. I know that the um, whoever you just made a deal with will um, not hurt Dolores in terrible ways, basically. So, um, not a good thing. Though. It's not a good <laughs> thing. Yes. Okay, just fair enough. Uh, It's not like she's just going to go to summer camp, but... (laughs) But she's also not going to a farm Um, upstate. (laughs) No, no, Tyrion is just uh, very pissed off at you, because literally this is the thing she's been trying to prevent, and now it's happening, and Tyrion is just like, I... Tyrion is like, yeah, fuck it, I'll become a fairy queen, because everything is slipping through my fingers, and I don't even know what to do. Well, maybe you should have made two protection charms, huh? I know, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm such a disaster. <laughs> no, it's great. The drama's great. If you had rolled if you had rolled literally one point more, you wouldn't have been able to hear the music. Yeah, I know. None of this would I know. It's so frustrating <laughs> to be like, oh, they betrayed me in that moment, my dice. <laughs> uh Blythe, uh tell tell the folks what you're up to. Hello, everybody. I have been Blythe Kala. You can find me across Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, all under Blythe Kala at 93. Uh, I am currently here every other Monday streaming this lovely game, Stone Top, at 7 p.m. on Mondays. Uh, if we don't have technical difficulties at 7 p.m. every other Monday. Um, you can also find me on Saturday at 10 a.m. 
on uh, Santa Sombra, which is an Urban Shadows stream with um, twitch.tv slash it's probably okay. I play Celeste, the French vampire, who may or may not have been Marie Antoinette. It's very fun. Uh, I do a very bad French accent, but I'm really trying to get better at it. Uh, and for anything else I may be doing, you can just follow me on Twitter. I tend to post about things there. I'm pretty interactive, so come say hi. Talk about Star Wars with me. French vampire who may or may not have been Marie Antoinette is just like the most, most blithe character I can possibly <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, Emily Vanderwerf. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash EmilyVVW. I'm here every other Monday uh, GMing this here game of Stone Top. It's been a blast. I'm really looking forward to sort of heading into Act 3. I want to thank uh, Nick and Blythe for making tonight so much fun, even though we had kind of a compressed crew. Um, we will be back on June 7th. And uh, again, until then, you can check out this uh, the previous sessions on happyjacks.org slash stonetop. So we'll see you on June 7th, and thank you all for watching so very much. Good night. Bye.